This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Sport of Pro Wrestling podcast. I am Chris Samsa, and this is your New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Climax 30 Night 12 Preview. The 12th night of G1 Climax 30 will, will emanate from Zip Arena in Okiyama and will be headlined by Hiroshi Tanahashi, looking to his, extend his three-match winning streak, facing off against Evil in a battle to stay in the hunt for the top-of-the-block standings. The semi-main event will be Tetsuya Naito facing off against Juice Robinson as Robinson looks to tie Naito for the block lead. Third from the top, Sonata and Kenta will face off, each dependent on a victory to keep them alive in the tournament. The second block match of the evening will have flash pin experts Toriyano and Zack Sabre Jr. looking to outduel each other. And the block matches open up with recently succinct Hiroki Goto matching up with recently resurgent Yoshihashi. Of course, you can find my complete statistical breakdown for every competitor in this year's G1 Climax at VoicesOfWrestling.com. I have interactive, sortable tables for New Japan's 2020, detailed results and statistics for all 1,500-plus G1 Climax matches to date, as well as a full box score for this year's tournament over at SportOfProWrestling.com. And you can let me know what you find when you drill down that data by dropping me a line on Twitter at TheChrisSamsa. So this card will be coming to us on October 8th, 2020 from Zip Arena in Okayama. The start time will be 6 o'clock p.m. JST. Now that is 4 a.m. my time, 4 a.m. Chicago time, 5 a.m. in New York, and let's go with 11 a.m. in Paris, which is also, yeah, 11 a.m. in Paris. Um... You can obviously watch live or on demand on NJPW World live with the Japanese commentary and on demand with English commentary a day or two later. So that's the logistics. We're going to burn through this one pretty quick probably. Um, I do have some fun facts and nuggets about each of these matches. We're starting to talk about elimination numbers. We can start to talk about who's like some of the scenarios of where we're headed with these blocks. Um, that'll get hopefully a little clearer as tonight's matches happen. Um, Right now, it's it's really kind of bundled up there with the eight and six point uh, top five there, but from here on out, we should be able to get some clarity of who's still in the running and who who at least has some some good probability to um, to be in contention to win the block as of the last night. So let's look at the that block and how it stands right now. So right now, clear leader at the top of the block, Tetsuya Naito. He's got eight points. He's four and one. He's only suffered that one loss to Sonata the other night. With six points, we have four wrestlers, Toriyano, Juice Robinson, Evil, and Hiroshi Tanahashi. They're each at three and two. Then we've got a bunch with two and three. They're also still on the hunt. Obviously a little far out. They're going to need some help to win the block. But that's Hiroki Goto, Sonata, Zack Sabre Jr., and Kenta. 
And at the at the bottom of the block, kind of surprisingly, based on um, just his level of performance, is Yoshihashi. Yoshihashi with just the one one victory. He's one in four with with just two points. He is at risk of elimination pretty quickly here. If we drill into some of the statistical details here, um, the the thing that really stands out is the disparity between the top and the bottom of, of total match length. So. In total match length, we talked a little bit about Tetsuya Naito going really long in, in his matches. We're going to keep talking about that because it, it may turn into the story of the tournament. And certainly it's it's the story of the perspective of the G1. So Tetsuya Naito in just five matches already, he's already crossed the two-hour threshold at two hours, nine minutes, and 33 seconds. Each of his five matches has gone at least 21.58, was, was the shortest, 21.58 in his win against Goto. Um, but his average is 25 minutes and 55 seconds, so almost 26-minute average. Now, uh, the kind of comical thing is that at the, I guess, bottom of the total match length rankings is Toriano with 25 minutes and 4 seconds of total match time. So his total match length, is less than Naito's five match average. So that is I mean it's a it's a in a sense it's Toriano's strategy. We know that about him. But the when you put it down on paper and you see the numbers, it is um it is kind of comical. The the closest to Naito though is um Yoshihashi with those two uh two points and, and that one win. He's at one hour thirty one minutes and fifty seven seconds with an average match length of 18.23. So a little more reasonable, but it's still uh, surprising being that it's Yoshihashi, and that's significantly longer than um, his previous G1 average. I do have um, fall attempt data uh, up through these matches, so we're all up to date there. The, The person who has, or the wrestler who has attempted the most pinfalls is Yoshihashi, so obviously that that hasn't been a super successful strategy for him, but with 26 pin attempts, he's certainly given it his all to um, to to try to win these matches. Second most is is Kenta with 22. Now the the person with the most fall attempts against them is also Yoshihashi. So these Yoshihashi matches are they seem to be getting into the um, into the, the the trading pinfall attempt um, finish, which is is probably why they've been so engaging because it, it does feel like they can end it at any moment but they uh they they continue on for a little bit longer so those have been really fun matches to watch um yoshihashi's had a great tournament in a sense of proving that he can hang with the heavyweights and um it does look like he'll be eliminated here shortly potentially on this card but i don't think that will stop the resurgent yoshihashi from continuing on to try to have a good uh, tournament. And like I said, I am starting to calculate elimination numbers. So an elimination number represents the number of wins by the leading wrestler or losses by the trailing wrestler, which will eliminate the trailing wrestler. Um, of note, an elimination number of zero designates that the best a wrestler can do is tie the block leader. Wrestlers are only eliminated if their elimination number reaches zero and they have already lost to the block leader. If they haven't faced the block leader or they've defeated the block leader, they need their elimination number to come to negative one to become 
eliminated. So, so let's take a peek at, at where we're at there. Um, let's look at the B blocks elimination numbers from the bottom up. So, um, Yoshihashi elimination number is one, and that's that one's true because he has faced Tetsuya Naito, who's at the top of the block, and and Yoshihashi lost. So if Yoshihashi loses another match in the tournament, he will immediately be eliminated. If Tetsuya Naito wins another match in the tournament, Yoshihashi is eliminated. An elimination number of two can turn into a zero on any given night because the leader of the block can win and the wrestler with the elimination number of two can lose. So that's also a risky place to be because on any given night, their elimination number can drop to zero. So right now at two, we've got Kenta, Zack Sabre Jr., Sonata, and Hiroki Goto. Goto and Zack Sabre Jr. are both true with the two. If they if their elimination number reaches zero, they are eliminated because they have lost to Tetsuya Naito. Let's see. Sonata holds the tiebreaker over Naito. He's the only one who does. So if he reaches a zero, he's actually still... Um, he could still win. And Kenta faces Naito on the last night of the block. So if they come in... Um, tied, he could still potentially be the the block winner. The rest of the wrestlers sit at an elimination number of three. I don't think there's any reason to go through them one by one like a fine-tooth comb, but I think that this will be something interesting to keep an eye on. Obviously, um, the end of these blocks, it's often very challenging to figure out um, who's eliminated and who's not, and that's what I'm here to be helpful with. Hopefully, um, hopefully that's not that doesn't end up being super confusing. Um, I will um, I will do my best to dissect it for everyone. The other piece that I've started to look at is what I call the key tiebreakers. Um, a key tiebreaker is a win over anyone within two points in the top of the block. And so these five guys at the top of the block, um, they're all within two points. So let's take a look at their key tiebreakers. Naito has a key tiebreaker over Hiroshi Tanahashi. Juice Robinson only has a key tiebreaker over Toriyano. Hiroshi Tanahashi only has a key tiebreaker over Juice Robinson. Evil also has a key tiebreaker over Juice Robinson. And Toriyano has a tiebreaker over Tanahashi and Evil. So there's not a lot of clarity in the B block when it comes to the tiebreakers. We're going to get through that um, here through the tail end of the tournament. In the A block, it's a little bit different. You can kind of see that um, a couple of the guys have really big tiebreakers uh, with guys that you'd expect to be in the hunt at the end of the tournament, whereas the B block here, it's still pretty wide open. But um, the A block does have one more match under their belt, and we'll talk about those key tiebreakers on tomorrow's show. So that's what we're looking at. That's the stakes as we stand right now. Let's go into the match-by-match. Match. We're going to kind of breeze through these pretty quickly, I think. Um, but there is some there is some fun stuff going on tonight. So the main event will be Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Evil. They're both coming in with six points. They're both trying to stay within a minimum of two points of the block lead. Or if Tetsuya Naito falls in the match earlier, this would put the uh, the winner of this in a tie for the block lead which um, could be an interesting wrinkle if it is evil because evil and Naito have not faced each other yet. Hiroshi Tanahashi will participate in his second straight main event as he will face off with evil in the last match from Okiyama. Tanahashi and evil couldn't be in play. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. 
we hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club Slab Pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying hey look at some random cards whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading. So you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off again that's arena club.com slash vow net arena club.com slash vow net for 10 percent off your first purchase on arena club and we thank them for sponsoring the voices of wrestling podcast network playing more different strategies during this year's g1 tournament but they've produced the same results three wins two losses and six points good for second in the block and behind only tetsuya naito the winner of tonight's main event is guaranteed to stay within two points of the block lead, uh, right within striking distance at worst. Now, if we look at the tournament to date, Evil's negative 629 win-loss differential is the second worst in the block, better than only Sonata. So he is taking a really long time to win, and he's losing really short. Um, Evil, I mean, he's really laboring through victories uh, while losing his matches relatively quickly when he's not successful. Tanahashi is also one of four block competitors negative in this category, but he's only at negative one minute and 37 seconds. So laboring much less, um, more of a balanced approach from Tanahashi. Uh, Tanahashi enters this match with Evil with the most momentum in the block. He is uh, the only person on a three-match winning streak coming into this. If we look at 2020, Evil still sits really high on the the wins list in 2020. His 10 singles wins in New Japan this year are the second most, just one behind Kazuchika Okada's 11. 
Tanahashi and Evil have faced each other four times historically, dating back to 20 or yeah, <laughs> dating back to 2017. Um, Evil won their first match, and that was during the New Japan Cup in 2017, and he's lost three straight since. So Hiroshi Tanahashi owns the career series three to one. Um, two of those matches being in the past two G1 climaxes. So that will be our main event tonight from Okayama. That is, uh, it's worth keeping an eye on the Naito match, which happens just before this, because if Naito, um, if Naito loses to Juice Robinson, they'll be tied at eight points, and then the winner of this match will also then be tied at eight. So it could create a little bit of a cluster at the top of the block. In the semi-main event, Juice Robinson and Tetsuya Naito will meet for the fourth time in their careers. Juice looks to defeat Naito and put himself into a tie for the block lead headed into the final three tournament matches. Naito, almost certainly worn down from his long and arduous first half, will need to finish the energetic Robinson quickly or he'll he'll risk another exhausting defeat. As we talked about a little bit earlier, Tetsuya Naito's 2 hours, 9 minutes, and 33 seconds of total match length is just 66 minutes short of the all-time G1 block record of 3 hours, 9 minutes, and 18 seconds set by Kazuchika Okada last year. So it's almost a guarantee that Naito is going to have the longest G1 tournament of all time. He would only have to average 16 and a half minutes in his next 4 matches to accomplish that so I would I would bet that that's happening Um, Juice Robinson still at six points needs just one more victory to match his career high of eight points Um, I would say there's a good chance that Juice reaches his career high finally has a G1 over 500 here he's got four more matches to try to accomplish that Naito and Robinson have faced each other three times in the past once for the Intercontinental Championship and twice in the G1 Climax Tetsuya Naito has been victorious all three times. Third down the card, we're going to have Sonata facing Kenta. Sonata coming in with four points. Kenta also coming in with four points. This will be in the middle of the block matches. They'll meet as they attempt to progress past the four-point mark and really stay in the running to win the block. As we talked about with those elimination numbers, both of these guys are kind of on the brink of uh, they can go one way or the other here depending on they're going to need some help from the people around them and the people facing Tetsuya Naito to stay in the hunt going into these last couple of matches. As we talked a little bit about when we were looking at those detailed block stats, Kenta's 3.8% pinfall success rate is the worst in the block thus far, though he is one of two wrestlers in the B block with a submission victory, but also one of only two wrestlers in the B block with a submission loss. Uh, Kenta enters this match with Sonata in danger of slipping into the same pattern he took in last year's G1 tournament. He is currently tied with Toriyano and Yoshihashi with a block worst two-match losing streak. Sonata, on the other hand, holds he holds the tiebreaker over Naito. He's got a little bit of a better chance if we're going forward and looking at kind of the probability of winning the block. Um, Kenta, though, faces the double champion on the final night of block competition. So I would say, you know, if, if I'm a betting man, I think the probability of the loser of this match going on to win the block becomes almost zero, whereas the, the winner will stay kind of right in that maybe, maybe not range. 
In 2020, Kenta is tied with Evil and Kazuchika Okada for the most NJPW singles victories over the last 90 days. Each of them has six. So that's um, that bodes well for Kenta, even though he is on that two-match losing streak right now. And head-to-head, Sonata and Kenta have faced each other just once during last year's G1. It was a Sonata victory in 16 minutes and 10 seconds. Toriano and Zack Sabre Jr. will meet in the second block match of the evening in a battle of flash pins. Yano and ZSJ should both be very much on their toes as they each recently experienced very quick matches with Hiroki Goto. And Zack followed that up with a flash pin attempt heavy affair with Sonata. So... Um, Zach should be pretty well prepared for whatever Toriano's got up his sleeve in regards to rolling him up and putting his shoulders down. So Toriano's entering this match with six points, Zach Sabre Jr. with four. Um, Yano's five minute and one second mat- average match length is actually six seconds longer than his 455 average in last year's tournament. His career low is 421 in 2016. Zack Sabre Jr. is always on the lookout for an easy way out. His match with Sonata on Tuesday featured the most pinfall attempts so far in the tournament, with 12, each attempting 6. Looking at the overall G1 history, if Toriyano loses out the rest of the tournament, he will tie Hiroyoshi Tenzan and Yuji Nagata for the most losses in G1 Climax history, with 67. He currently sits at 63. If he loses to ZSJ tonight, he will tie Togi Makabe for third on the all-time list with 64. Zack Sabre Jr. and Toriano have faced each other once. That was during the 2018 G1 Climax when Zack Sabre Jr.'s 10-minute and 34-second victory was more than double Toriano's current G1 average. Now, this was during the period of time when Yano was attempting to win honorably, and he has uh, clearly regressed away from that. So, um, kind of strange to see a Toriano with double-digit minutes in the duration column. I had to actually go see for myself. And the first block match on the card will be Hiroki Goto facing off against Yoshihashi. Hiroki Goto entering with four points and Yoshihashi entering with two. Two-thirds of the never-open-weight six-man champions will face off against each other to open block matches as Hiroki Goto steps into the ring against Yoshihashi. Yoshihashi is attempting to continue his Cinderella run by fending off elimination in the first block match of the night against Hiroki Goto. If Yoshihashi loses or Tetsuya Naito wins tonight, Yoshihashi is eliminated. There's a lot of chatter that Hiroki Goto might be wrestling injured. He certainly hasn't looked the same since his match with Tetsuya Naito, and he has amassed less than four and a half minutes of ring time in his two matches since then. Yoshihashi has shown quite the opposite, kicking out of more pinfall attempts than anyone else in the block, with the second longest matches in the block behind only Tetsuya Naito. So like I said, Goto coming in with four points, Yoshihashi with two, um, both kind of on the brink of elimination, I guess. Uh, Goto does not hold a tiebreaker over Naito, so if he reaches that zero elimination number, he is eliminated. We talked a little bit earlier about Yoshihashi's resiliency. He is attempting more pins and kicking out of more pins than anybody else. It'll be curious to see if this Goto and Yoshihashi match goes long in that in that way and allows Yoshihashi to to build upon that and potentially snag himself a victory. Uh, Hiroki Goto's 18-second victory over Toriyano on Tuesday was the shortest match in G1 Climax history. His loss to Zack Sabre Jr. on the 
in his previous match was the 38th shortest match in G1 Climax history. No two consecutive G1 matches have ever been shorter. That's probably no surprise to anybody, but I had to uh, verify that myself. Of course, these two short matches have driven Hiroki Goto's average match length down to be the second uh, second shortest in the tournament at just 10 minutes and 55 seconds. Looking at the overall G1 Climax history, um, Hiroki Goto was recently surpassed by Tetsuya Naito for fifth on the all-time G1 wins list. Uh, Naito now has 58, Goto has 57. Um, Goto and Yoshihashi have faced each other just once. They are chaos faction mates, so they don't wrestle against each other very frequently. Um, but that happened in the 2017 G1, um, where Goto defeated Yoshihashi in 11 minutes and 26 seconds. All right. That is all five block matches. That's all I've got for you today. Of course, you can catch this card at um, njpwworld.com. And if you're using NJPW World, you should be using the NJPWEXT extension. NJPWEXT is the only browser extension for njpwworld.com with features like synchronized viewing parties, dark mode, improved translations and layouts, custom and shared playlists, and much, much more, including links to sportofprowrestling.com. It takes NJPW World to the next level. Visit njpwext.us today for details. So, that is the last of four straight G1 cards that I'm previewing right now. I've got one day off, and then I'll be back for uh, two more. Two more in a row to finish out this stretch of six, uh, six cards in seven days. Of course, you can find this preview in written form at sportofprowrestling.com or voicesofwrestling.com, and you can give me a follow on Twitter at the Chris Samsa. that's S-A-M-S-A, to interact with me during most of these cards. I think I'll be up for this next one. Um, I appreciate you giving me a listen. I really enjoy um, I really enjoy doing the audio. I uh, Every now and then I think, man, I'm just going to skip a day. But then I realize that it's really kind of the most fun that I have doing this stuff. So I enjoy doing it. I'm glad you guys are listening. I appreciate your feedback when you fire it at me. And I, um, well, that's all I got for you. I will see you next time on the Sport of Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs>